Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Anti-Diet Bride with me, Tally Rye. This month, we are chatting to content creator and founder of Bambi Collective, Amber Driscoll. Hi. I'm so excited to chat all things weddings and you just got engaged. Yeah, two but months ago. Two months ago. Um, but before all of that, if you have a question for me, for a future guest, and you want to follow us online, you can find us on Instagram at Bride. You can send us a text or voice note to our WhatsApp on 75 27537. And hopefully we'll be answering your questions and hearing from you. Amber, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. You too. It's like really pretty fresh. Yeah, yeah, two months ago. So it feels like it's sunk in now, um, just because for a lot of, like the first month, it didn't really feel real. Even the proposal and being engaged, I felt like I was pretending to be proposed to or pretending to be engaged. I think because it's a moment you think about for like a lot of your life. When it actually happened, it just felt so not real. Yeah, it just felt really weird. Yeah, and you kind of have like almost an outer body experience of like, oh, this is actually it. This is actually the proposal. Did you have an idea in your mind before you got engaged of how you wanted to be proposed to? Yes. Well, I always knew that I wanted to be proposed to on holiday just because I liked the idea of being on holiday and then having the rest of the holiday to like enjoy being mm. engaged. Um, but I thought it would just be like pretty standard, get down on one knee with like, I don't know, I, I, I envisioned a sunset behind me. There was no sunset, it was actually an overcast day. But um, it was actually a bit more elaborate than that. So that's what kind of really threw me because I did know it was happening that day sadly for my fiance um <laughs> I saw you did the same trend that I did like is he proposing or yeah, am I yeah, just yeah. going to a really nice hotel yeah exactly because he booked our favorite hotel in South Africa so he's from South Africa and we go every year around Christmas time and so this was our fifth year going and my mum was actually coming with us for the first time so I thought that might be why he would propose then because she would be there um and then he just randomly said to me one day that he'd decided that he was going to book our favorite hotel for just the two of us one night and he usually like he does book nice things but I kind of have to say like I want to do this and I want to do that so for him to just say it unprovoked was a bit suspicious so then well not a bit suspicious I just immediately thought okay it's going to happen that day um and then it did so give us the full blow by blow play of the day okay so on the day we were in, we woke up in Nisner, which is a small town in South Africa, about five hours from Cape Town, um, because we had an early flight from Cape Town, no, from Nisner to Cape Town, because the hotel we were going to was in Franschhoek. And it was a few days, it was like two days before Christmas, because we were going to go stay 
spend Christmas with Casper's family in Cape Town and we were, we were staying in Leisner. So got up like at like 5 a.m. or something to get this early flight. We went to go pick up my mom, go to the airport, get on this early flight. And then the whole day, well, that morning I was thinking, this could be the day I get engaged. But I was also trying to be really present and not think about it because I was like, it's going to be so embarrassing if I go to sleep tonight and he hasn't proposed. I'm going to feel like such an idiot because I was like convinced it was happening. Um, and we were also like getting on this flight with my mum. And so we, we land in Cape Town, say bye to my mum and put her in a taxi to Casper's mum. Because, and that's another reason it was why it was suspicious because he had booked for us to go to this hotel, just the two of us in Franschuk, which is like a wine region just outside of South Africa. Um, Cause when he booked it, I was like, well, what about my mum? Like, why doesn't she come with us? And he was like, no, I just think it would be really nice. Just the two of us for the memories. And so that made me think, okay, obviously it's gonna happen. Cause why would he care if my mum was there or not like otherwise? Um, and so then we put her in a taxi and she was like so fine about it. I think otherwise, if she didn't know it was happening, she would have been like, why are you just leaving me? <laughs> so then we got to our hotel and I felt so ill. Like, you know, when you have that early airport nausea, I had that for like the whole day. So we went, we checked in, had lunch, and then we went wine tasting. And yeah, I just felt so ill. And I thought if Casper's proposing later, like, I don't want to feel like this because I, yeah, it was horrible. So had a nap. I woke up and actually felt great. Casper was still asleep. And I had this nice moment to myself where I did some yoga and I read my book and I was like, this is might be the last kind of time. I'm just a non-engaged woman. And that was like, a, <laughs> I, you know, when you make a point to make a memory in your head, I have that like, moment. So in my mind, because it was so, yeah, it was just a nice moment for me to enjoy the last time of being officially single, I guess. And so Casper said that he was making a reel of the day because he's like a content creator as well. Um, and so it was getting to kind of six o'clock and he was like, why don't you, we, why don't we both get ready and I'll find a nice spot for our reel. So I was like, okay. And I was taking my time because I actually thought if he was going to propose, it would be later on, like at like sunset rather than before. But Casper started getting really anxious. He was kind of pacing the room, but I, I, just, I was just taking my time. And then I looked out the window. I was actually like in my underwear topless. And I looked out the window and I saw these two girls in the bushes. And I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I think they've seen me topless. But also because we were in this isolated cottage, like basically in the middle of the no of nowhere, there shouldn't be two girls in the bushes. I was like, oh my God, it's about to happen. So I put my dress on and then I very nonchalantly walked outside. I was like, where do you want me? Like for his reel, because he had his, his tripod set up. Um, and then he handed me this present that had been that was hidden in a towel basket that was delivered earlier um and that kind of like threw me because I was like what is this it's not like a ring box I thought he was just going to get down on one knee um and he said this is an early Christmas present and it was shaped like a book so I unwrapped it and it was a personalized Harry Potter book because I like Harry Potter um and it said Amber and Casper in the Chamber of No Secrets and it had an illustration of us on the front like in the like the Weasley car with my cat Joey in the car with us um and he was trying to get me to read it like page by page because inside was like the story of our relationship um but by this point I'd started crying because I couldn't believe like the <laughs> amount of effort that had gone into this book and that is so it's so thoughtful I know like I, I yeah I just thought he would get down on one knee so it was amazing the preparation that had gone into it and the illustrations were so beautiful and so he, yeah, he was trying to get me to read it page by page, but I just went to sort of flip through the book to see what was in it. And then, but I opened to my ring being 
in the book, like in the pages. So he'd cut out a bit, well, like in the book. It was, the rest of the book was actually a Harry Potter book. Yeah, and the ring was hidden inside. And so he was like, oh no, you weren't supposed to find it. And so he plucked the ring out and then threw the book and then got down on one. So you weren't ever meant to find it? No, 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 but I, I was, but I found it too soon. So he wanted me to read the bit, that the story of our relationship page by page, because it basically led up to was it like this is our relationship and now exactly and then it said now casper has gone to find a special ring or something and then and then it asked the question like on the page and then it opened to the, so he wanted me to find it like i guess because he'd spent a lot of time yeah. working on this book and i just kind of ruined it by <laughs> flipping straight to it but yeah it was amazing the two girls came out of the bushes and then that is so funny to me that they're just the two girls who were just there like <laughs> yeah. lurking in the bushes the whole time were you like conscious of them when he was actually proposing thinking like these people are like in a very intimate moment in my life or were you kind of just not aware at that point i i mean i was very aware that they were there because that's why like i knew it was building up to that moment mm. like because otherwise why would these strangers be in the bushes but i'm glad they were to like take photos i'm more of the kind of person that because some people say they wouldn't want like a photographer or something there but i'm really glad that there was because i'm glad that we have like good photos of that moment i was i'm um, really enjoying just having like a little stalk of your like uh instagram and like all the pictures and for like for everyone listening you'll have to go and look at amber's instagram after this because there's so many there are so many lovely photos yeah so it was a good thing that he did that yeah but definitely. yeah also a bit like hey guys <laughs> well i know because after it happened i was like i don't know what to do so well i actually didn't say yes for quite a long time i think because what i was saying earlier about it being not feeling real even though i thought i knew it was going to happen when he actually got down on one knee and he was holding this ring in his hand I was I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God. And I kind of, I forgot that I had to say yes. And then after I did, and he put the ring on my finger, and I was just looking at it. And then these two girls in the bushes, we were both like, hi guys, come out now. And it was just like, I don't know what to say. Like we just got engaged. I don't know, it was really weird. I just didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, it is such a bizarre experience. I say when Jack proposed to me, he never actually asked me to marry him. Really? No, he said, will you be my partner for the rest of my life because he was trying to be politically correct <laughs> and I was like you just ha so you never actually said just like will you marry me yeah, yeah um and then I never said yes I just went of course of course close enough we all know what we meant yeah it's happening so we clearly managed to communicate that it was fine yeah but how long was it until you told other people or did you just get to kind of be in that bubble with you guys and then obviously the people in the bushes um being there but yeah. kind of like in that sort of oh my goodness we're engaged well so we went like to the main hotel house and had some drinks and Casper was like okay we need to call some people because everyone is waiting so he had apparently told like half the world that it was happening <laughs> like he was having business meetings with investors saying I'm getting engaged which is like very presumptuous uh, presuming that I would say yes but so he had told all of my family all of his friends and so they were all just waiting like to and hear. they all knew the day yeah they knew and it was happening that day no one gave it away to you no, no. Do you know what? I'm actually quite impressed with my mum because I thought that she might get a bit emotional when we said goodbye when we left for the airport or something. But yeah, no. Actually, Casper's cousin did say, like, before we left for South Africa, he was like, you're going to have a really good time. And I thought, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So. I love that. And when, before we got engaged, my mum wouldn't take any of my calls for, she found out two weeks before, she wouldn't. Oh, because she, she just, just didn't even want to no, talk to you. No, she was like, if I talk to you. She's going to give it away. Yeah. Yeah. 
so she just would like keep palming me off and I was trying to organize something with her for the week after we got engaged and she just was so non-committal because she was like if you aren't actually engaged by that point I, I won't even go yeah I won't even attend um because she just didn't want to be nervous so your mum played it really cool yeah she did my whole family to be honest yeah and when we were in South Africa like well before we got engaged so we were staying with our friend Josh and his whole family and all our friends in Nisner, they all knew as well and no one gave it away. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice to think that they all knew that it was going to happen while we were there. And was it really special. nice to go and see them after and like celebrate? Yeah, and... like seeing my mum the next day was was so nice. And then it was just nice to have our mums there together. I think that was really special. Mm, so special. And so obviously this is so fresh and so new. Like we're literally talking just before Christmas. And as we're recording this, it's February. So this is still like really sinking in. Yeah. Having known you and your work and having spoken out about body image and your relationship with food and all of that. I think the reason I made wanted to create this podcast in the first place is because the those pressures feel like they only intensify when you get engaged and I know this is obviously like a really new thing for you but like yeah have you felt that external pressure have you felt that kind of oh wait a second everyone's gonna expect me to look perfect on this day and I need to do something about that do you know what? I think I've been very aware of the fact that that's kind of a thing that happens but I haven't really felt it so much because I think I'm in like a really good place with the way I view my body at the moment and I'm I've been doing like a lot of self-work on just trying to be present and comfortable in the moment and doing a lot of learning on different spiritual teachings which just yeah all about living in the moment and not um not listening to all the thoughts in your head and quieting them and I think for me that has changed a lot of how i talk to my body and so like something I was really trying to be aware of the day Casper proposed was trying to be present and not thinking about things and the same like something that's really important for me when I'm thinking about my wedding is how I feel and I just want to feel completely comfortable and myself like when I've thought about what dress I'm going to choose I'm really trying to think okay what's actually going to feel really me and really comfortable on I don't want to be trying to squeeze into some tight dress because that's something that I don't know because that's what people might do or what you should do I just want to feel very comfortable and very very like me I think I just want to enjoy this whole process as much as possible so yeah it's been good I think I'm trying not to like kind of spiral into Mm. thinking negative thoughts I think it's really lovely to hear that and I think you're right being present you know they say like anxiety and and kind of the emotions that come with that you know we worry worry especially is like we're worrying about either what's going to happen or what kind of has happened and being present we kind of release some of that because you are trying to be in the moment and I think that's such a lovely way to think of this whole process and you know managing this you know the next kind of phase of wedding planning for you and eventually getting married you're right there's a lot of pools in a lot of different directions aren't there and I think ultimately I mean, on a, on a, such a small level, like I was looking at trying to get invitations done and save the dates and things. And I suddenly start looking and then I'm like, oh, there's this cool way of doing it. And then there's this cool trend and oh, maybe I should. And I was like, hang on a second. Everything I've had to remind myself, instead of trying to do what looks the best or what's like the wedding trend of 2023 or whatever it is, I'm like, just 
focus on what your kind of gut is saying is right for you yeah, too. Exactly. Like, what are you both like? What are you both initially drawn to? Okay, so that might be overdone, but that doesn't matter. Or like, okay, so other people are doing this, but that's fine. Like that's that might look really cool at their wedding, but that's not you. And I think being present is such a good way of thinking about it. And I'm certainly gonna take that into <laughs> the next 18 months. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, cause it's just moment by moment. And I don't, I think because obviously people think, oh my God, I'm getting married. It has to be, I have to do this and this and this because it's something that's, you know, so it's, it's meant to be such a big point in your life. And obviously it is, but at the same time, I don't want to put too much on that day as well, because at the end of the day, it's just a day. So I don't want to get caught up in it. And it's because sometimes, okay, like for an example, sometimes I get too excited about holidays. And then when I'm there, the reality is very different because actually you're kind of just as happy as you are at home. You're just somewhere else. It's all about how you feel internally and so the holidays I actually enjoy are the ones I'm not putting all this like pressure on to enjoy and that's kind of the same with the way I'm treating this whole sort of process I just want to not think that I it's going to be a certain way I just want to yeah be present I, don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean because I think with the wedding as well like there's this huge thing of like it's the best day yeah. of your life and so you put so much pressure and expectation on it to be mm. the best day and you're right I think when you do put that on I imagine having not been there myself <laughs> um but I imagine there is a chance to be disappointed with that definitely because I people get like such a wedding hangover I suppose yeah. because I don't want it to be this day and then afterwards you're like really gutted that it's over like I'm yeah I think putting too much pressure on it is kind of a recipe for disaster I mean for me at least yeah I agree and I think also the other thing I'm like reminding myself of is like, this is this is a wedding and that is fantastic and it's gonna be such a celebration and I love that. But also the key thing is the marriage, yeah. not the wedding. Yeah. And just to remind myself to put things in perspective, like when I'm like, oh, I wish I could have this at my wedding and it costs how much? I'm like, wait a second. It's not about, not about that. that. Exactly. <laughs> it, this is actually just about marriage. Yeah, I kind of had our first sort of, experience like with that sort of thing I kind of we had our first not fight it was just um talking about what kind of photographer we should have and I was like I really like this photographer and then we found out how much it cost I was like oh my god and I kind of considered and Casper was like what do you wait what do you mean like we're not gonna fly in a photographer from like Italy I was like I don't know I just wanted to think about it but then I was like actually no of course that's ridiculous like we're gonna get married in South Africa we don't need to be flying in photographers from Italy but I was like I just got into this kind of like spin of like but this is how I want it to look and this is how this wedding looks and it looks so good but it's like why am we I'm, I don't want this to get in the way of us sort of disagreeing because at the end of the day yeah it is about us getting married I think someone said that getting planning a wedding is actually a really good um test of just your marriage and about working compromising um, mm. and working through problems together rather than like kind of taking sides and fighting each other on different choices yes definitely I mean to be fair yeah I've had I've had all these conversations as well yeah and I think like obviously recently I got I just got really in my head about save the dates it's just like a big thing for me and then I've ended up like not conceding because it wasn't a fight but kind of managing my own expectations of going like tally like at the end of the day perspective yeah. it's not as big a deal as you're putting on it and just actually this is a we ended up I wanted physical ones we ended up doing it virtually and I 
if I did it virtually, I wanted someone to design, say, the dates for me because I wanted it to all be really cohesive with yeah, the whole yeah. wedding. And then I've ended up doing it on like paperless post. I designed it myself, which I told myself I didn't want to do, but it's fine. I designed it myself and I just went basic because at the end of the day, we just literally needed to know a headcount of who's coming, yeah. who can't come, and for people to actually have the date in their diary because that's all they care about. And me kind of going, do you know what? You're right. This is the best, this this is the obvious solution for this issue. And, you know, there's going to be many more of these type of decisions yeah. in the next kind of year or so. So I really need to just like chill. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly Be it. present. I'm yeah. really, like, I'm really taking that into my process. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm really, yeah, taking that. So yeah, we kind of mentioned these, this kind of a history of having these body pressures and you know difficulties with food and things like that like and you say that you're in a really much better place which is so lovely to hear like for you what has the journey been like and how do you feel like you've got there um well I guess for some for some context I suppose when I was a do you know what as a teenager like just I think managing how I treat social media has been kind of the biggest thing for me because I think if I didn't have social media or, the, or social media didn't exist I don't think I would view my body the same way and I know that obviously magazines and tv shows have had an impact on women's bodies before social media but I just don't think it would be as intense like I was on tumblr when I was like 13 and it was when this kind of like skins was when skins was really popular and it was the kind of heroin chic and like just very very thin was in essentially and I was like a 13 year old I hadn't even gone through puberty thinking that I wanted to look like this I remember what I at 13 I remember wishing that I had an eating disorder so that I could be thin like I actually wanted to have one and then I kind of as I got older was so focused on losing weight and exercising and then at uni I was bulimic for a large portion of my second year um just to try and attain this goal which I kind of did achieve I think I achieved the sort of body that I wanted but then I wasn't happy because then like bums came back into fashion and everyone was trying to grow a booty on Instagram and then I had no bum because I basically lost loads of weight and so and then I started following different people and then that's when I actually realized that women's bodies are trends and that has Mm. been one of the biggest things for me is learning that women's bodies are literally viewed as trends so why am I gonna try and follow these trends which aren't even gonna last like already now the cycle has come back around and we moved away from the kind of Kardashian curvy figure because they don't even have that anymore they've all lost a bunch of weight and that whole heroin chic thing is supposedly back in which sucks so yeah changing the way I view social media has been really important so trying not to compare myself to women as well because no matter how much I exercise or diet or whatever my body's never going to look like theirs as well because I think one thing for me was actually understanding my body type like I don't have curves I don't have boobs I don't really have a bum my I've got very narrow hips so I'm never going to have this sort of ideal hourglass figure and I think I was always chasing that but no matter what I did to my body I never looked like that because my body physically can't look like that so and then when I was lifting weights, like my body didn't look like certain, you know, female, like 
Instagram is because the way I hold muscle is very differently. Like you say, bodies aren't trends. And, you know, if you're constantly striving for that and constantly trying to like achieve whatever's in at the moment and whatever's considered attractive and acceptable and like the beauty standard of the time, Mm. it's always going to change. It's always going to evolve. Of course, you're going to be, it's just going to feel like relentless because like you say, okay, well, I got the body type I was originally striving for and then everything changed again. So now I feel like I'm back to square one. And like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so much more drastic now as well. Like, have you seen the trend with celebrities getting, I don't know how to, is it buccal fat or buccal fat? How do you pronounce it? Buccal, yes, I don't know either. You know, like the fat in your cheeks. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, so loads of, yeah, loads of female celebrities have had, well, they're like, taking the fat out of their cheeks to get the sort of cheekbony yes, look. Yes, like hollow cheeks. Yeah, which is never, they're never going to get that fullness back either. And so that's obviously such a drastic thing because it's a trend. And now people are saying that it's going to go the other way and it's already looking dated. And so if you have all these people that are copying these celebrities because it's like the in thing, they're literally doing something that is irreversible for the sake of trying to keep up with a trend. I think it's really scary. That was the whole thing with the BBL trend as well. Mm. Now people are getting rid of their BBLs supposedly. And we've had women dying from BBLs because they're such a dangerous surgery. Um, So yeah, I think I do worry a lot about the people growing up with social media who are constantly trying to achieve these unattainable standards or even just following workout plans or diet plans that are all about having a certain body type. Like, when people are trying to say they're trying to grow their bum, I'm like, okay, that's fine if you want to do that. However, like, how are you going to feel in, well, now, like, that's kind of dying out again. And mm. people want to be, I've seen loads of TikToks about how people saying they just want to be thin again. And yeah. so it's just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you want to get a true sense of where kind of body trends are going, TikTok is also the place to be. Because I yeah. think where probably you're in a similar situation to me, your Instagram's really curated and you don't see a lot of stuff that people necessarily talking about these kind of new body trends or feeling the pressure and everything, but you go to TikTok and your For You page. Oh my God, it's awful. It's it's so um, intense and you, you get exposed to a lot more that you have deliberately tried to like not, not seek out yeah. <laughs> on Instagram and you see it and you're like, oh, I thought we'd progressed. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've gone so many steps back. Like it's quite scary seeing what, is now because it's another generation isn't it yeah I mean I don't want to be like I'm really old and you're really young but like you know even those younger than yourself um you know I'm in my 30s now like I felt like oh yeah we're we've us millennials we're like getting good with it but Mm. you know I'm feeling like Gen Z are still making the same mistakes that we did and I'm sure the whole point of you sharing your own journey and the whole point of me sharing my journey is to like help people not make these mistakes yeah definitely and not fall down these kind of fall in that trap yeah. because you and I both know it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. exactly yeah um it is honestly very scary I think I saw a statistic the other day about how many teenagers have body image problems because of TikTok and it was like eight out of ten or something yeah and it's also because people don't know that what they're seeing finds obviously some people do have incredible bodies but then a lot of it is fake or photoshopped but then also it's just the the proportion of people that have those kind of bodies that are idolized are actually quite slim out of the general population so people are exposed to all these beautiful people on their phones and think that they should be looking like that but if you actually look around in the real world like people don't walk around looking like these people that you see so it's it's just such a distorted (laughs) yeah it's just not even reality and yet Mm. 
so I was saying this to my friend the other day, it's crazy how much, we literally, it's so cliche, but we do only have one life and how much time we spend on social media and living in a fake version of the world that's not even real and comparing ourselves and holding ourselves to these standards that literally aren't real and it's just like a construct in our minds that we think we should be at. Like, I don't, it's just, and how many teenagers just literally living for TikTok? Like, mm. yeah, I don't know, it's just sad. It's like, it's not actually the real world. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you found them? Because one thing I do love on TikTok is wedding content. Like yeah, that yeah, I do yeah. love. I'm and big on wedding talk now. Yeah. <laughs> and I find my, like, my favorite kind of videos are... Either people, like, either bridal shops showing wedding dresses, because I just love that. Yeah. Or people saying, like, here are the dresses I didn't choose. Yes, and that's my all favorite that trend. So I love those stuff. But what is interesting is, obviously, what kind of bodies are being pushed in through those algorithms? Mm-hmm. They're going to be, you know, very traditionally, like, slim bodies that very much fit the beauty standard. And I think, so when you go and try on dresses, you know, I went to go try on dresses last week. You know, I'm feeling like, oh, you know, I don't see bodies like mine necessarily trying on dresses. I do mm. think there are some, I am seeing more and I, I seek out content that shows bodies like mine. So I get a better idea of actually what dresses look like. And I think there are people doing that, which is great. But generally algorithms favor um, thinner, more kind of traditionally classically beautiful bodies and um, faces and everything. And so... Yes, yeah, so not only are we feeling that pressure in like our day-to-day life, also when you go and try dresses on mm. or when you're like thinking about how am I going to look on my wedding day, especially like Pinterest images, most people are in smaller bodies and you think this is what my pictures are going to look like yeah. and this is what I'm going to look like at my wedding. And for me, like I'm objectively not going to look like that yeah. because like, you know, I am like a size 14 and that's not, that's very, that's, that's like the, the average, the below the average of the, the UK kind of average size. But at the same time, they're still like, oh, well, if, if I look in that photo, like you can see more of my chin there than you would on that person because I don't look like them. And just those little things where we have this warped perception of how we're meant to look like on that day. Yeah. And I think so much of that is contributed to by these algorithms and social media, like pushing certain kind of wedding content and certain kind of what brides look what a bride looks like what a beautiful mm. bride looks like um I don't know have you kind of has that even like entered your psyche of like oh this is a this is going to be an interesting thing to navigate yeah kind of so 
first of all, just having unrealistic unrealistic expectations of what you're going to look like on your wedding day. I think that's what I'm really trying to avoid because I think that is kind of goes back to what I was saying about being present earlier. But I think women can very easily fall down this like kind of rabbit hole of thinking like, I want to look like this on my wedding day. It's not how they look currently because I feel like women are constantly viewing themselves as like a before picture and there's this after version of yourself in your head and that you're not really going to be truly happy or living until you look like this version of yourself in your head. This ideal version of myself is what I'm going to look like on my wedding day. And I'm trying to not picture that. I'm trying to view, like if I go and try wedding dresses on tomorrow, I want to feel as comfortable. Like this is how I would feel on my wedding day. I'm not going to look any different. I don't want to have this other version of myself on that day because I'm still gonna feel and look exactly like me on the day. And so I think if I have this version of myself, like I'm just gonna be disappointed because I'm not gonna look like that. And then another thing is for me, I think, so loads of the dresses I like, are because I'm like literally like flat chested, loads of the ones I like are like, they look great and I'm like, but I don't have boobs. And all these women, look, it looks great because they have boobs. And so that's one thing that I do struggle a lot with when I see like, not a lot, a lot, it's something that's kind of been very present throughout my life, this kind of insecurity. But yeah, especially with wedding dresses, I find everyone looks very voluptuous. I'm like, this is not what I'm gonna look like if I try that dress on. But I am also quite lucky, well, I'm gonna be able to fit in all the sample sizes. Whereas I think for a lot of women, a lot of in a lot of shops, it's a problem because if you go and try on a wedding dress and they only have like one or two sizes of a certain dress and people can't even try on the dress they want, which I can't imagine and how horrible that must feel if you think that, you know, this is supposed to be your wedding dress and you can't even, you're not even catered for, even though, yeah, like you say, if the UK average is a size 14, it's so crazy that what we're seeing all the time is like not even the average. Oh yeah. I mean, even trying dresses on, I was like, I was a bit nervous thinking like, are they gonna have my size? Is it gonna be okay? And they did have my size and, you know, getting into the dresses, like it was a squeeze, like, you know, I had to get my sister in there to like help to get zips up, but we did it. And I was happy with that. Like that was fine for me. Like I, I, cause I had, I had kind of low expectations of what was going to fit me and what wasn't going to fit me. And I thought, yeah, it might be a struggle at times. That's fine. But I was pleasantly surprised that everything I tried on, I could try on because mm. they did have multiple sample sizes and they did have my size in theory, even though they were all on the smaller side of my size, but that was fine. Like that that was okay um but you're right there are so many people who don't feel catered for and to your point of saying like I don't want to change my whole like everything about what I look like for this day mm. I think that's really important too and that's certainly a conversation I've been having with friends I was having it with the woman in the bridal shop of like you know she was telling me about one of her one of the clients who had lost a drastic amount of weight to fit in a dress and still didn't fit in the dress and how heartbreaking that was for them and everything and I just I don't know it's just so tough isn't it because there's so much pressure but I just keep reminding myself I know who Jack proposed to yeah and I know who he wants to marry and me changing everything about me like head to toe from like my hair to my eyebrow shape to my skin color to you know everything um to be like this completely different version of myself you know I was talking about how am I gonna have my hair on my wedding day yeah. well naturally I like to have quite a short bob that's what I like 
But then I was like, oh, well, I want to do this maybe an updo and I would have to get hair extensions for that and everything. But I'm like, but I don't... You don't need to no, do No, I'm like, like do yeah. I really? Yeah. And it's all extra money as well. This is the other thing. It's not only is there the pressure, especially on the woman to completely change everything about yourself for the day, but there's also the financial cost that comes with that as mm. well that people don't really talk about. And when you put wedding in front of it... Yeah, so much extra. Yeah, add on like 20%, 30% you know of a cost what I think it's yeah really lovely that you're kind of staying true to not changing yourself and not feeling like I have to be this totally different version of me because you know I hope with people listening as well I hope this is the reminder of like the person you're marrying loves you yeah and if that is a conditional love then that personally that's not the kind of love I want of like I'm only marrying you conditionally on you being this size or you know looking a certain way like that's not personally the marriage I would want to enter into and you know you're in a relationship where your partner loves you and they want to marry you and like if you got married tomorrow that would probably be great and you haven't needed to drastically change yourself for that yeah exactly you are kind of have been on this journey have been really vocal about it and talking about it you created Bambi Collective which what I love about Bambi Collective is that you're bringing together young women, you're bringing together through events. Often you're doing really fun activities like doing workout classes and things together, but other stuff as well, which I really love. Like what was the motivation behind creating Bambi Collective? Um, so I was already kind of posting positive content online on my personal Instagram and I wanted to create just an, a further positive space online um, and a place, a community for any young women to join and be a part of and just a, just a positive space online where girls could come and vent or seek advice or find friends and it was it started online and then it kind of morphed into what it is today and people love the physical events and meeting people I think especially after COVID and that kind of need for connection is really really there um, and so yeah I mean it's it's amazing going to these events and seeing because most of the girls actually turn up alone which I think is really brave um because it's also I think it's so normal to meet people for like dating but less so for friends and I think people think oh if I don't have enough friends there's something wrong with me but actually it's really hard to meet to make new friends as an adult once you're not in university anymore or school it's like where do you actually meet people and in busy cities do you think you'd meet people but it's actually kind of more alienating because it's all these busy people who are doing their own thing so all these girls that come to these events alone I end up seeing them making little groups and then seeing some of them come back to other events in the group of friends that they've made at these events it's so amazing and people have moved in together people have gone on holidays together so yeah it's yeah now it's kind of morphed into a, a platform for young women to make new friends essentially I love yeah. that but I love that when you go on the page that you're writing about all sorts of things and kind of what's like relevant topics and kind of like sharing thoughts on that and maybe other people in the community are sharing their thoughts on certain things um whether that be like about body image and stuff but also about other current issues as well which is really cool and you're right there's so much power in kind of female connection and you know a big part of me starting well kind of the reason I've ended up doing what I do now is because I had a community uh oh like a long time ago now called Girl Gains and people listening to it will probably be like 
if they know they know if you don't it was like you know that kind of thing bringing people together through mm. commun through events but specifically through fitness events um and it was really powerful to see what that gave to people and how much connection like does to people it makes me think like should we do an anti-diet bride event that yeah you so definitely fun. should i know we should do like some sort of anti-diet bride irl kind of energy i think it'd be really nice for people to get together with you've planted a seed with me um we'll have to see people you have to let us know if you want us to do something like that because you're right I think no matter what journey you're on whether you're looking for friendship whether you're looking for um connection to have some sort of common community is so important um and you know how's that help you like having that community because there's one thing founding it but there's other thing like and people are going to receive benefit from it, but I'm sure you're taking a lot of benefit from it as well. Yeah, honestly, I th- for me, it just fills me with a lot more purpose than just kind of doing what I do on my personal Instagram. Like seeing that if these, like knowing that these people wouldn't have met without me, is just like, it's, it's a really nice feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at all these friendships I'm kind of responsible for. So I get a lot of... Um, Do you feel like a matchmaker? Yeah, a kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that it is so nice. And I suppose you get, like, lovely feedback. And, and I saw that you had done um, some posts around, obviously, like, body, body image and, like, an eating disorder awareness week, like, a couple of years ago now. But just seeing how many people were, like... And I think it was, like, hashtag, I love my body because... Yeah, yeah. Don't say an aesthetic reason, but say why you, like, love your body. And the responses people thought... And I, put and I thought oh my goodness they like everyone's probably really like young in their 20s at the most vulnerable point you know late teens to early 20s is when women especially are so vulnerable to um eating disorders and just body image pressures and that really intensifies at that age because we're really transitioning we're really transitioning into adulthood mm-hmm. and I think to have that positive influence is so like it's so lovely to see thanks that's very nice (laughs) oh I just think like people need it you know people need it no yeah definitely like for me literally it's just there is so much negativity and comparison online Mm. it's nice to just have this little corner on of the internet where hopefully people can come and feel like they don't have to be in you know all of that negative comparative headspace and just feel positively influenced and uplifted and supported I think they are I think you can tell that people are obviously we've chatted about wedding planning and everything and this is all very new and this is all a new thing what's the rough plan do you have a rough plan of what you are aiming for and how you're like planning to kind of go ahead and and yeah, do this thing? Yeah, kind of rough plan. I mean, we know that we want to get married in South Africa just because it's such a special place for both of us. Um, and But I just don't want to actually kind of start doing any of it because there is so much to do and it's so overwhelming. And I think I read that wedding planning is only fun if you have unlimited money. Like everyone mm. thinks that it's going to be this really fun thing, but actually it's 
quite stressful even it's, it's already starting to get a little bit stressful just thinking of like all the it's also when people say like your wedding becomes about other people like it's true we're already like in the discussions that we're having we're already thinking how is this going to make this person feel and this person feel and this person feel and it's like oh my god you have to take into so many things but then it's like but it's our wedding like what do mm. we want to do mm. um so yeah we want to do it probably in like two years time so we have a long engagement because i'm still quite young um or maybe on like a wine farm in in South Africa somewhere because they call them wine farms not vineyards which I think is quite sweet actually yeah sounds it nice is. it's a wine farm they farm <laughs> wine yeah um so yeah I did I wine farm in South Africa in two years that's kind of where we're at yeah um, yeah but it is so nice to just like I said just soak it all up and there's no pressure especially when you're giving yourself a nice amount of time mm. before you at the actual wedding think that's lovely and you know we're you know by the time we get married it will have been two years since we got engaged yeah. so I'm I'm all for a long engagement yeah I did I, there's no I didn't see the point in rushing I think I want to enjoy it. the process yes I feel the exact same I want to enjoy all of it and even we are starting to pin things down of what we want and but even so there's so much to so much to go yeah. you know and none of that started we got engaged in June we kind of didn't really get going with really looking at stuff until like September and we didn't lock in a venue until November and that was the only thing I just wanted a date because mm. then once that's there that that's there and then you can just enjoy the rest of it and you know I could rush it I could rush through everything and have everything in place and book everything in in you know but also like I'm never getting this time again and I've yeah. had a and I, I wonder if with your whole being present thing, whether you feel this as well. Like I've felt a lot recently of like, especially with big life events like getting married, we're so constantly trying to go from like, okay, I'm getting married or it's like my 30th birthday or I'm, you know, I wanna have a baby and these life events. And I think we think, okay, and then when that happens, I'm gonna be happy, like even getting engaged. For me, you know, I'm like, okay, then I'm, and then, but when we're engaged, we'll be even happier. Yeah. But then it'll be even better when we're married and I kind of like rush to that. Yeah. Rather than going like, actually, you know, all the stuff that you've kind of wished and wanted for and waited for, like is happening right mm. now. It's not going to be on that one day. It's now. Yeah. And before I like wish my life away and look back and go like, oh, okay, well, I never actually truly enjoyed it I was just waiting for the next thing mm. and just constantly working to the next thing why don't I just yeah try and be in the moment more with this and just you know not feel like everything has to be sorted now and that actually a big chunk of the joy and fun of getting married is the planning process yeah like I did I don't need to do I don't need to like do it all you know, even in a couple of months and then it's all done and then I can relax. I think, yeah, part of the fun is like thinking about all the different decisions and, you know, I, I tried dresses on last week, but that was because it was with my family. My grandma is losing her sight. So she wanted to see me like in wedding dresses, which was really sweet. But I'm also like, I'm going to wait until, you know, late spring, early summer to actually get a dress because on a technicality, they bring out more dresses for the following <laughs> year. So I want to wait till that. But also because like, I don't need to get the dress now. Half the fun is like 
for me is like in getting to like look at all the dresses yeah. and just try loads of stuff on and you know that's part of the fun of it all so yeah definitely I agree so much with what you said about just trying to enjoy like every stage rather than constantly like thinking looking about ahead, the next thing ahead. I think that's just human nature though a lot of the time but yeah we end up literally just missing sort of half of our life by constantly thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and that's like yeah something I've really been trying to work on and move out of those sort of thought patterns of everything for you to get that in like your mid-20s like I could only dream of being in that (laughs) headspace I'm 32 and I'm just sort of figuring this out um so it's gonna stand you in really good stead going forward so do you know what getting engaged triggered sort of an existential crisis because I think I I started thinking way too hard about it and I was like oh my god like I just got engaged and hopefully like hopefully that's the only time I get engaged and because I think as a culture we put so much on these life events and like the same for like your wedding day everyone's like it's your your wedding and it's going to be the best day of your life but they're just days that happen once they've happened that they're not going to happen again so I started thinking okay that's the only time I'm going to get engaged and now I'm you know I'm I'm this age and then when when I have kids I'm never not going to be a mother and all this so it's just yeah trying I'm just trying not to put so much on these things because I think by putting them on a pedestal you just yeah just it's just not as you just end up literally missing half your life I think that's what I found like you're present but you're you're stuck in your own thoughts so Mm. yeah I don't know if that kind of makes sense yeah like you're going through the motions but you're not actually taking it in and you know they say like checking a list you know like checking things off a list almost there's yes there's a really good quote that I can't remember so I'm going to paraphrase it terribly that it's like life is what is happening Mm. when you're kind of planning your life. Yeah. Like actually it's happening today right now as we're recording this, like this is, this is all part of it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, to kind of recognize that and go, oh, okay, I can just be here. I can enjoy it. I can just savor this time because it's happening every day. It's not one big day. It's every day. Yeah um yeah oh I feel like this has been such a like (laughs) a nice conversation and I hope this is a really nice reminder for everyone who may be in that planning process of like slow down enjoy it no need to rush Mm. you can just take it at your own pace I think that's a really big thing yeah I think also just not getting too caught up in these decisions at the end of the day they're not gonna matter much you know and thinking that something is this huge deal and getting so worked up about it but actually it's 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 just like it's it's your wedding but it's also it's just it's just a day mm-hmm. just is it a life and death event yeah no and there's no point getting really worked up over little things on a day and we had um Jules von Hepon on a previous episode which if people haven't listened to it they should listen to it because he gave the best advice and he and he said you know the way you kind of are on your wedding day if you like if you're super stressed and highly strung and just being, you know, worried that everything isn't perfect and going exactly how it should be. Like everyone feels it and then it isn't the day you want it to be yeah. because everyone just feels that tension. Mm. But if you allow yourself to just really enjoy it and have fun and go for it and just, you know, you bring that energy, like that sets the tone for everyone else and everyone else brings that energy, that kind mm. of positive, relaxed energy to it. And and I think um, when I shared that online, it seemed to resonate so much with people of like, do you know what? As much as, you know, as much as I am a perfectionist, I have certain things I really want to have. You know, I want my flowers to look a certain way. I want this to look a certain way. But at the end of the day, 
me trying to control all of that is not going to make me have a really lovely wedding. Mm. It's going to make me be a little bit miserable on a day when yeah. I should just be being present. Yeah, exactly. Being present and not having expectations about the day. Because if you have all these expectations, or I'm also not trying to visualize it too much. Mm. Because I think if I am if I have in my mind exactly what I want it to be, then you're always just going to be a bit disappointed. I just, I want to obviously plan things, but I don't want to, you know, just daydream about it and think about it all the time. Because then it's just, it's, yeah, it's not, I'm not going to enjoy the actual moment, so... I totally agree. Your wedding doesn't have to look like a Pinterest picture for you to have an amazing day. No. Or like even if you even if you want it to, I think just try not to get so mm-hmm. involved in the planning where it becomes like this almost like life or death. Like, you know, I have to have this and I have to have that. Like, yeah. Deep breaths, compromises. Exactly. <clears throat> it will be amazing for you because it's amazing because you're celebrating your union. That's the main thing. Exactly. That's why everyone's there. They're there to watch you marry this the, the love of your life and that's what it's all about this has been such a lovely pep talk not only for myself I hope it's been <laughs> I felt like we've had a mutual like right just ground ourselves <laughs> yeah in this process and I hope other yeah like other brides are feeling the same um Amber where can everyone find you where can they find Bambi Collective and follow your wedding planning journey yeah you could follow me on Instagram at Amber Driscoll, it's A-M-B-A-R, because uh, it's spelled a bit differently. Amber Driscoll. Um, and then I noticed your fiance Casper <coughs> is Caspar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber and Caspar. I know, both of our names should be spelt with an E-R, but end in an A-R. We think maybe we'll name our kids, like, names that should end in E-R. Oliver. And name it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on TikTok as well, I'm also going to be post. I'm going to be posting lots of wedding content on there and on YouTube. Um, but you can probably just get all that on my Instagram. And Bambi as well. Bambi Collective on Instagram. But if you go to my page, then it, the link will be in my bio. And it's B-A-M-B-Y. Yes. Bam- Everything is just spelt wrong. <laughs> it's like, this is... <laughs> no, it's not wrong. It's your spelling of it, which yeah, I love. exactly. Um, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, and thank I you for like having this me. Is, yeah, this has been the chat we both needed. Yeah, it's been... Honestly, it's great to just talk about wedding isn't it yeah. it's so fun yeah. and i'm so excited for you and i really hope it's just gonna be super special and i'm gonna be keeping up to date with everything yeah you too Bye. hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.